Welcome to an Inner Lives Matter a Minute. My name is Ernie Vecchio, a trauma psychologist and teacher that is hiking and biking West Virginia to start a conversation, reminding everyone that somewhere between the country roads that take us home and the almost heaven of our mountains is an inward journey, the road less traveled. It's the anchoring of our feelings with thought that is the first experience of separation or division. We get cut away from the source, which is the separation piece, but the divided piece, the division piece, happens with anchoring thoughts to, uh, to feelings or anchoring feelings with thoughts. And once they get anchored, they then become what we call the human ego. So, uh, and so that, that's what I mean when I say there's no rest. There's no rest because we haven't even fixed the separation and now we are swimming in the division. And so, and it's sequential. You can't, one happens ahead of the other. The, the separation happens first and the division happens after. So you have to fix them in the same order. You got to fix the division first to get to the separation. What we've been talking about in spiritual bypassing is people trying to step around that and go straight to separ- to healing the separation and act as, and act as if the, the division isn't there. When that division is human suffering, the separation is spiritual suffering. Okay. Yeah, so... That, that makes total sense. So I have two questions that, that go with that. Can anything be healed through emoting or emotions? And can't emotions open us up to feelings? Well, yeah, of course. I mean, you're saying if, if you cut anybody, will they bleed? <laughs> That's what I just heard when you asked that question. That's emotions, is bleeding. The actual sensation of the cut, that's feeling. So, and, and as you can see, feeling happens first, and then the bleeding happens second. <laughs> it isn't the other way around. Um, the olden days, we used to call it bloodletting, uh, that you got rid of people's disease by cutting them and letting them bleed out at some level. That's the benefit of emoting, is, is that it's, it's allowing you to literally let off the buildup of whatever that, the thought and the feeling may be. And as you kind of let that out, uh, it's, a, it's then supposed to ease your dis-ease, so to speak, and then you're better for it. And the, the question you're asking me is that healing. It's only healing if you don't have to keep doing that again and again and again and again. If that's all you ever do is just build your emotions up and let them percolate beneath the surface until they erupt, mm-hmm. and then you let them out or let them off in some way, like blowing steam. You never get to a place of mm-hmm. healing, which is why am I doing any of this to begin with? Why am I feeling all these feelings and having all these thoughts to begin with? That's where the healing is. Yeah, that makes total sense. So if you're emoting and it just keeps looping back and replaying those emotions and it doesn't lead to the place of feeling, then... The ego is actually forcing us to do that, to recycle through. Uh Mm-hmm. And in its relationship to the human spirit, the human spirit's provoking the ego to awaken. That provocation to awaken is the emoting. What is the the spiritual payoff or the spiritual outcome of the provocation? Well, that would be a catharsis. In other words, we're not just emoting for emotion's sake. We've now had a wake-up moment. So the question 
that you have to pose uh, when you're going through those experiences, how many times do I have to go through the cycle before I see what it is I need to see? So it becomes cathartic when you break the cycle, and that's where healing mm-hmm. happens. It's, it's after the catharsis mm-hmm. that healing occurs. You have to be patient with the ego's provocation and with the spirit's provocation. You have to be patient with that long enough for something to come through. If you if you don't want to sit with it, then you're gonna you're gonna give in to the impatience of the ego, which is let's just move on. Yeah. So is it to see what we need to see or to feel what we need to feel? Well, from the soul's perspective, feeling is sight. Feeling is insight. But what about from the ego? perspective from the ego's perspective a catharsis is ends up becoming a feeling the ego is actually blind to what the goal is initially that's the that's the point it doesn't really see and so the provocation of the of the, of the feeling which is the human spirit is to so the ego can see what it needs to see which is get it present if you consider sight to be past or present tense then it, then it would be sight to get the ego from a past way of looking at things to a present tense way of looking at things. When you sit in the seat of observer, which can only really happen in an epiphany and or a catharsis, when you're in that position of observer, then you're sitting where the soul sits and you're seeing what the soul sees. Of course, because of the ego, we're snapped back to a much more narrow perspective over time. So I always looked at uh, catharsis as like um, a birth. Have you seen that people um, have more than one catharsis, more than one um, birth? Catharsis technically means to purge. And so there is a, a component in the body for that, a physical component, if you will, to waking up. That's really what death and rebirth ends up becoming in spiritual work, that the ego has to die to awaken, which means it has to, that the past tense ego has to let go so the present tense ego can step in. So there's a death mm-hmm. and a rebirth in the in the ego. The topic of, of this podcast, which is that there's no rest mm-hmm. for, for a broken spirit, is that this mm-hmm. idea that our spirit gets broken for a reason, and then the reason that it is broken is to self-correct, which is to push us to remember what we were in the beginning, which was a soul long before we became an ego. So that's why there's no rest. The reason that we don't get there a lot in spiritual work is because we're so immersed in the division, which is guilt and shame of the ego, that we don't get to the separation. So that's why it feels like there's no rest. We're so immersed in the the divided self and the divided collective culture. And if it's that way in the external, it's that way in the internal. One is the reflection of the other, not, not the reverse. As we go back and forth between those two dimensions of this inner and outer division, we have to look at which one we have any control over. And the only one we can control is the one that's going on inside of us. And so the balancing principle for that internally has always been a human heart.
Thank you for listening to an Inner Lives Matter Minute. Again, my name is Ernie Vecchio, a trauma psychologist and teacher hiking and biking West Virginia to start a conversation about the wisdom that comes from adversity. It turns out that the Take Me Home Country Roads, an almost heaven dichotomy of our state, offers a unique opportunity to bring awareness to a less traveled road, the inward journey, one that I have taken with thousands of individuals undergoing trauma. You can follow my journey at both ErnieVecchio.com and InnerLivesMatter.com. Hope to see you on the trail.